Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie taking us on a topic of platform layoffs and PPC, how to navigate the bumpy road. Yeah, so this is basically based off of, if you've not heard and been hiding under a rock for the past week or so, yeah, both Google and Microsoft announced tens of thousands of layoffs. I think Google had 10,000, Microsoft announced 12,000 layoffs. So yeah, it's such a shame, such a sad time for loads and loads and thousands of people. Even though, as Robert Brady mentioned in the chat, based on, you know, the amount of people those companies employ, yeah, for them, it's like a tiny percentage of people they're losing. So that's why the focus is on every single individual. It might be a tiny percentage for the big platform giants, but it is a big part of an individual's life. It's a big part of 10,000 people's, well, 22 thousand people's lives on terms of they don't have their form of income anymore and one thing that really shocked me was the fact that some people got fired by finding out that they just couldn't log into their system anymore and I was like the lack of kindness in that was quite shocking and I mentioned posted something about that on Google on, on LinkedIn on Monday so yeah we talk about how to prepare for that in a way not necessarily from a point of view of how to prepare to be laid off but how do you know how you prepare clients for the fact that a big platform might have less people, might have less resources and how to chat to clients to be prepared and to be aware of things that could affect them. So yeah, we talk about all that. Hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC Chat Live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet on Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group called PPC Chat Roundup Podcast. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes. So yeah, today we are talking about how to navigate the bumpy road in terms of platform layoffs and PPC, especially the likes of Google, Microsoft, and even before Christmas, we had Facebook doing a lot of layoffs. But first, Julie goes, how are we doing? I said that, yeah, I'm feeling okay, although, yeah, we're struggling with some client retention at the moment, which is a bit annoying because they seem to be happy then giving us an email of a different story, which is uh, a little bit annoying. But um, yeah, getting all the support from my team and my managers, so good feedback. There's a client that was like, yes, we don't think that we want to renew, but, you know, Anu and Josh, another colleague of mine, they've been doing really well. Boris responded to me saying, that's life, Anu, never a matter of life or death. I know, not a matter of life or dead so that's why i think things are going well lawrence goes clients come and go you will get more to which i replied with a hug emoji which is what i was feeling at the moment and his response says awesome times as we've just launched a 400 hour training course on retail media sarah steeman goes we are bracing for a snowstorm tonight in ohio boris goes feeling good today diana joins us as well saying we have a public holiday here in romania 
So I'm enjoying a relaxing free day with pizza and a movie at the cinema. That sounds good. My grind goes tired, but it was a good day. Gil Gilner joins as well saying, doing great this morning. Hope all is well with everyone. Yeah, mostly seems like all is well with most of us. Julia Vice joins us as well as Why Not Web. Ah, I remember her name. I, well, I forget her name. <laughs> the lady who actually leads a Why Not Web. But yeah, loads of us here as well as Debbie Norton and I'm sure more will come later before we go into the questions we have julie saying her psa saying that yeah before we get into the chat remember this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate but lurkers and of course just podcast listeners are always welcome as well so yeah we go on to question one and julie asks are you concerned about all of the layoffs happening in the tech space in general and ad platforms specifically if so what are you concerned about the most if not why not my response was on a human level definitely hate the fact that thousands of people are losing their jobs are being told by you know be getting locked out of their system it is really hard for the rug to be pulled from under your feet just like that in a moment, in a split moment. But on a professional level as well, also I'm concerned which departments have been affected. Does that mean support could get worse? I don't know. Time will tell. Debbie Norton goes, yeah, question right out of the starting gate. It, tech layoffs and tech bubble bursts are nothing new to this industry. I've been through three of them. 2000.com bubble burst, 2008 recession. 2023 tech layoffs. Yeah, stay your course and keep moving forward. Julie goes, I definitely think those of us who have been through this part of the economic cycle have it easier maintaining a calmer perspective since we've seen it before and come out of it. Okay. Michael P. Gumbert goes, not necessarily if only because sometimes it felt like their growth was hard to justify from a business case in the first place. I feel bad for the people laid off, especially because the businesses hired them based on assumption that nothing would change. Yeah. And this response, we have been on a shaky ride since COVID. I think the big platforms got over optimistic and wanted to come out top on the talent battle. We are now going through a readjustment, but it doesn't change the baseline of growth in digital industry. This is temporary. I hope so. And I hope people can get their jobs back. And in that way, if that's temporary as well. Julia Vice responds to question one saying, yes, it seems like a cascade. I'm worried about support levels, particularly in Canada and effects on the housing market. Given the numbers, what I don't hate is some of the smartest people we have focusing on other pursuits than getting people to click ads. Anders goes, haha, I like the bright side of that. Redistribute some neurons. And Julia Vice goes, I mean, not a great moment to reduce people to neurons, particularly those dealing with debt and financial stress now. But yes, it's long worried me that smart people need to go into tech or finance to make any headway in life. I like the idea of our economy reprioritizing. And we have Julie herself responding to question one saying, my concerns are about the economy in general, but the perception must be dealt with that tech is being particularly hard hit. I view my job now to be a steady voice of calm for my clients, keep them from being reactive. Lawrence Chase responds saying, yes, we need to be the calm in the storm. This has happened before and it will happen again. Responding intelligently and with thoughtfulness to the brand's goals is very important. Some brands can or will increase spend like investing in a down market. 
We have Boris Beckerick responding to question one saying, yes, it's contagious. One company starts and suddenly there are firings left and right, potential ripple effects, advertisers pulling budgets, etc. Jilly goes, you're not wrong about ripple effects. We are seeing layoffs happening in more and more industries as companies feel safer doing it when others are also doing it. Anders goes, they moved from a talent acquisition battle to a layoff count battle. Online Advertising Academy responds saying, yeah, many industries are reducing budgets. Others are increasing online ads when they usually did other forms of advertising. And yeah, when I talked about the fact that from a human perspective, that sucks. But from a professional perspective, which departments will be affected? Lawrence goes, exactly the people. Those are the most important factors at the moment, the people that got fired. Lawrence also responds to question one saying yes, but mostly for the folks involved who have lost their jobs and probably in most cases, very high paying jobs. The economy always comes back and it is just a rough patch. My concern is really just about the people because it sucks. Yes, it does. Why not web response to question one saying being concerned since last summer, since our B2B clients were already feeling it then and lots of layoffs since July, but last week, brutal think people should take notice now. See, I'm out of practice. <laughs> Sarah Steeman responds saying, yes, tech is full of opportunity. And when you have this volume of highly qualified people out of work, there is a shift. However, I also see job loss as opportunity for creation and new ideas. Sometimes people feel free to explore passions or start a business. And yeah, that's a very true point. I think the guy who started Apps Flyer, I think he said he started in 2010, was because... He got made redundant from a role. He tried to get into other jobs, but those didn't work out. So yeah, he decided to start Apps Flyer. It's doing really well. I think he's got like 96,000 followers on LinkedIn and I'm sure they've got loads of customers now because they're doing really well. So yeah, maybe guys, if those who have been laid off, consider following those passions. There's no better time than the present. Robert Brady responds to question one saying the layoffs suck for the people involved. Hard stop. I also don't like how it signals from the platform that they're focusing more on the bottom line. There are lots of levers they can pull in their algorithms to generate revenue at advertisers' expense. Joe responds, you mean just arbitrarily do something to cost my clients more money unnecessarily? Hard pass. Not sure what's hard passing about that. Shonelli responds to question one saying, I find it unfortunate, but I am not concerned too much on how it will impact me personally. Support can't get worse. He goes support in inverted commas. I know knock on wood, but I actually believe this. I am not sure these layoffs necessarily signal a further economic downturn either. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two saying, is there any platform that you are most concerned about to the point where you are reevaluating strategy? What about that platform is most concerning? I'd say nothing's making me reevaluate strategy or making us reevaluate strategy, but definitely Google is a big concern. They're a big, big one. Like I said, in my answer to question one, what departments were affected? Will that affect support? That's my biggest concern. Nothing that will affect strategy yet. Debbie Norton responds to question two saying, yeah, Google PPC ad spend budgets, moving half of a budget over to Bing PPC as their demographics are fitting for the businesses I'm marketing to. Michael responds to question two saying, trying to bring our marketing strategy back to basics. We want to be on the platforms that have been shown to work and not chasing a fad. And this response, I am in observation mode on the Twitter platform. That was the shaker of them all. I guess Facebook needed a trim anyway. 
Surprised at the massive Google, Amazon, Microsoft layoffs? From an ad strategy point of view, I am not worried though. And Dailyview responds to question two saying Google Display, it keeps getting less efficient. And we have Sarah Steeman responding to question two saying, well, I'm always concerned about the lack of support from the platforms, not just the big G, Meta is an issue as well. That being said, I don't see other options for moving money at this time or shifting to a strategy that doesn't involve big G. My crime gives a second answer to question one saying this is sad news, but not that worrying to me in and of itself. They grew too fast and corrected in inverted commas, heartless word in this context. Yeah, corrected, meaning fire, which is not a very nice word. He might continue saying what's worrying are the knock-on effects. For example, it helps justify managers conducting layoffs of their own, perhaps frivolously. Even Google had to make cuts, you know, as in a quote that people might use. It could also create a labor surplus in some categories. Julie responds saying we are still in the COVID biz wave in that a lot happened during the last few years. And with this things evolving, companies are now looking at their longer term plans more strategically rather than reactively to a global pandemic. And we have Lawrence responding to question two saying, knowing where companies tend to lay off, I would say support with any or all of our platforms. Customer support is almost always seen as a cost center for the companies and that generally hits the hardest. This can impact us if we have issues with accounts. Sarah responds saying 100%. And Sean Ellie responds to question two saying not because of layoffs, but as budgets get tighter for certain clients, we are having to rethink Bing. It's a bummer, but the performance there has tanked over the past year with all the crazy changes they have made. It used to be so reliable. Julia Vice responds saying no, still Twitter layoffs basically indicate where my teams need to invest time. More and more self-serve buys versus managed buys coming up. Why not web response to question two saying not actually concerned about the ad platforms actually seeing potential opportunity there for a couple reasons. So we are reevaluating strategies in a different way. And we have Michael responding to question two saying trying to bring our marketing strategy back to basics. We want to be on the platforms that have been shown to work and not chasing a fad. That is very important. Do not chase a fad. Boris Beckerick responds saying no platform in particular. If you never need support, you're probably fine. But if you need support, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Julia Vash responds saying public sector. I'm going to get an ulcer from this. Hector responds support like customer support. Yeah. Boris goes, yep. Yeah. That kind of customer support. We then have Sarah Stima responded to question two saying, do we think when these platforms saw Twitter cut and not disintegrated, they looked down at themselves? Also post cut stock prices increased, which unfortunately means this wouldn't be the end. Yeah. And Anders responds, clearly someone has had dominoes on their mind. <laughs> and then, yeah, we've got Fraser Andrews responded to question two saying Twitter for sure genuinely go beyond recommending it now as I'm so conscious on brand safety. Julie Bicini responds to question two saying it's hard to imagine support getting worse, but it always could. And outages are a concern as we saw with Google ads yesterday. Not that we know that was tied to layoffs, but an outage is problematic. But yeah, too coincidental in terms of timing that it wasn't due to layoffs. No, I'm just saying. Fraser responds saying interested to see Google's response to the outage yesterday and if any advertisers are reimbursed due to not being able to access the platform. Boris goes, it's almost comical because they're cutting support for the people who actually make them, check notes, all the monies. 
<laughs> Julia Vash responds saying, I mean, the bug fixes are certainly tied to layoffs. It doesn't need to be sabotaged as long as you fire the restart crew. The restart crew, you say. My crown responds saying, yeah, yes, but not because of economy regulation. Huge this year. TikTok could implode depending on how Washington decides. Meta at risk of losing personalization in EU. Google on a fresh DOJ. So that's Department of Justice. Scrutiny even. Then Julie takes us on to question three going, yeah, are you doing anything proactively to help clients or stakeholders understand and contextualize what is happening in tech and ad platforms? So how are we communicating with clients? For me, my clients, we've not really needed to. It doesn't seem that it has been brought up. People are not really concerned. People are just getting on with things, trying to figure out how Pmax works, how I'm trying to see how to integrate their activity with other platforms into onto the tech tool. So yeah, that's all we're really focusing on, the practicalities of getting paid media working. Debbie Norton responds saying, this is tricky since none of us really knows, but if it comes up, it is important to be able to discuss the issue. Personally, I'd rather not talk about it, but would love to perform more PPC audits. Anders responds, yeah, I keep saying we are seeing the door to AI on automation open. It will change the way we work and the way their campaigns will pan out. Connection to the layoffs. Hmm. The Microsoft 1010 was spectacular. Sack 10,000 staff invest 10 billion in open AI. Oof. Michael responds saying, it is serving as a reminder that ad platforms are rented spaces. They can help get people into our ecosystem, but then it is on us to keep them there. As a large advertiser, where we spend our budgets makes a difference. Us pulling back has real world outcomes. And the thread that I really want to mention, because I mentioned something like that, uh, LinkedIn, when Fraser says, I think my issue seems to be around the ethics of many of these layoffs. Many people have been at these firms for a long time. And the way in which some of the Google people in particular have been let go has been beyond poor. Julia Vice goes, yeah, not just Google. I want to get to the bottom of who normalized someone finding out they were laid off because their email shut off. Yeah, exactly. I found out over the weekend. I was like very disgusted by that. Twitter was first with this as high profile, but I bet it was brewing the year before. So ugly. There is no excuse, Julie responds, for handling layoffs this way. None. I don't care how large your organization is. Treat people who are about to be out of a job with dignity and respect. That is the absolute bare minimum. And Fraser goes, yes, yes, yes. Ethically, these layoffs just lack any human element. Julie goes, and people being laid off have questions that need answers. Just turning off their badges or email is cruel. Having been laid off ages ago, I remember how it was handled. In my case, I knew it was coming, but it was handled professionally. That's good to hear. And uh, yeah, Ashton Clark responds to question two, saying, not really, to be honest. The support teams at Reddit and LinkedIn have been great. So from a human perspective, it would be a shame to lose them. But overall, it wouldn't really impact our strategy. We're also not running ads on Twitter and already ignore Google support reps. Yes, Google, are you hearing that? People are ignoring you. That's not good. Um, Julia Vice responds saying yes and no, we're not pivoting any particular strategies, but we have been encouraging more partnerships and diversifying spends. That activity was already important and now makes more sense than ever. Get those eggs in various baskets. That's a very good point. Why not web response to question three saying, yep, 
We are double checking all accounts with thorough audits to look for abnormalities so we can catch anything early with questionable support. It's on us to protect our clients' budgets. Fraser responds saying not enough. I have made a point of sharing internally the need to liaise more with Google, but purely down to the concern that if we don't, they'll contact clients directly. That's in response to question three. Collaboration by fear isn't really the most conducive way of working though. Yep. Julia also responds to question three saying, my go-to is to be as proactive as I can with my clients and keep them up to date on what they need to know in a way that is appropriate. They feel more comfortable when they know that I am paying attention to what is happening and looking out for their interests. Boris goes constant communication, but most of my clients are pretty dialed in. So they get what all of this means for them. And we have Julia Vars giving another answer to question three saying, I will say that we're having conversations about misinformation with fewer people minding the shop and all content being user generated. There's an opportunity here for mischief and dangerous nonsense. And Julia responds to that saying, and the Supreme Court here in the US is going to rule on a case that might make that issue a whole lot thornier. Only issues with the DOJ getting involved. My crime response to question three saying haven't tackled the layoffs yet, but I'm constantly working to inform clients about macro trends. Even it's so important. And awareness can be surprisingly low. Sarah Steeman goes, clients are seeing the platform perks degrade. And in terms of guiding the client through that is much of what we do as an agency is help navigate in their best interest by not blanket applying every platform solution and prioritizing efficient accounts over growth. Sean Ellie responds to question three saying, going to reiterate yet again that support that reaches out is a sales team and their incentives are not aligned with biz goals. Other than that, working with mostly small biz, I am not sure they are too concerned with layoffs at giant tech companies. We then have Julie taking us on to question four saying, great discussion so far, are clients or stakeholders concerned about the state of tech? Have they brought the topic up to you? If so, what are they focused on? And I'll say no, no client has really brought up the state of tech or layoffs. We again, as I said earlier, we're still just focused on performance and trying to test new platforms. And Anders responds to question four saying clients bring up the concern for rising CPCs and dropping conversions. Sometimes they worry about less impressions too. I try to entertain them with stories from the real world about bots, AI and the end of work and the occasional cookie story from time to time. And Julie goes, well, now I want cookies. <laughs> That's interesting. And then we have um, Sean Ellie responding to question four saying, not that I'm aware of, but we'll definitely be leaving time and space in meetings to address any concerns. And Ashton Clark responds to question three in terms of proactively helping clients to understand somewhat. We're transparent about the fact that Google reps don't help us. We don't trust the recommendations tab and we're leaning into automation more and communicating the learning periods associated with it. But layoffs haven't been part of many discussions yet. Why not web response to question five saying they haven't yet, but they will now. It takes a while for this news to trickle down to non-tech industries as it appears that this issue seems to also take a while to trickle down from financial industries, which started making these moves months ago. Julie responds to question four saying, I have not gotten any questions on these layoffs yet, but clients are definitely concerned about the economy in general. 
I have one client in the tech industry field who is impacted by tech layoffs. More directly, fewer people want to pay for training than when there are layoffs. Julia Vice responds saying, yes, not much. And most of the focus has been about support and our overall plans. Now is the time of year to start executing the strategy. And I can say that when partners have gotten in touch, it's for support staff news and or to grow spend on the platform. And then we have Boris Beckerick responding to question four, saying they are more concerned about macroeconomic trends. How do we prep, protect budgets, double down on what's working and prevent any CRO leaks? Fraser Andrews goes, main concerns is around privacy and what it means for targeting. Literally this week, had discussions with a client on the importance of first party data and nurturing those leads. So much of my work has been ensuring any shifts are translated into what it means for them. Ashton Clark responds saying, I haven't had any clients bring it up yet. We're also very transparent about changes in the actual ad platforms, which helps ease any anxiety about updates, announcements, and lets them know that we're staying up to date on the trends. My grand response, no, but it's very fresh. To be honest, the ad platforms are facing minimal risks. The layoffs reduced overhead, increased profitability and lowered risk. The risk they face is as if a consumer recession occurs and is strong enough to trigger an advertiser recession. John Kagan responds to question four saying, surprisingly, no, they paid to do that worrying. I'd think they paid to not do that worrying. Anyway, um, Julie response goes on to question five saying, do you have any plan in place for yourself or your agency for the coming part of the business cycle where brands will tend to let in-house staff go and look to outsource? Same question for in-house folks. Gil Gilner responds saying, we plan on doubling down, hiring another specialist if we need to and being available to soak up the work, which will inevitably come our way. Boris goes, my thoughts exactly. The work will trickle down to smaller firms slash freelancers. Debbie goes, wow, I haven't been thinking about it too much. Although when budgets are really tight, I'm really grateful that I have been doing Google AdWords since its inception. When we're super busy, I'll bring on PPC help. When it's tighter, I'll do it myself. Michael responds to question five saying, in-house, we aren't looking to outsource. We're actually looking to continue to bring things in-house. The reasoning is pretty simple. In-house teams respond to what is happening within the organization. An outsider partner is as impacted as we are. Anders responds, no plan in relation with the layoffs, except perhaps that this is the first time we have a chance to have some solid evidence on Google is not always right. Look what they just did towards clients. Increase your optimization score, anyone? Mm-hmm. Maybe not just yet. Hector responds to question four saying nothing in specific they are concerned with related to layoff. But in case they wish to talk about these, I try to be updated with the nitty gritty and boring economic stuff and try to find answers to their queries. We then have Julie Vice respond to question five saying we're constantly looking at clients who want to go in house to reduce fees and those who want agency support to make use of our discounts on media. Both are going to be in flux this year. Sarah Steeman goes, not that I know of, especially since finding talent is hard. Julie responds saying it feels kind of icky to look for opportunities when others are being downsized, but there will be brands looking for outside help. The why we are paying salary and benefits when they could just pay for work part of the cycle is here. Ashwin goes, yeah, it's a sucky situation, but I'd rather see solo, small and mid-sized businesses pick up the falling chips 
instead of network agencies and enterprises. I agree with that. Actors, I can understand where people are coming from. But to be honest, I never relied on the extra stuff from the company, especially when you are not from the US. Things with full time doesn't work. Most companies say they are hiring full time, but give you a freelance contract. I hate that. Gil responds saying, to be fair, US company can't legally hire a full time employee unless they have residency or work visa here. So most overseas full time jobs are going to be on a contract basis unless that company has a domestic entity. We have then Sean Elliott as well responded to question five, saying no particular plan in place for this, although it seems like a pool of qualified job seekers may be increasing. So we'll be keeping eyes on that. Why not web response to question five, saying been making plans since November. Mike Ryan responds saying it would be an interesting reversal if this occurs, not unthinkable. I fear that it will be a lean year for marketers of all stripes. No, I don't really have a plan. That's surprising that Mike doesn't have a plan. Boris responds saying you can always consult on making badass charts. <laughs> Mike responds, yeah, I've thought about this. Um, Juliet gives another answer question five saying this is also a time when you can do consulting work on the side. There will be a percentage of brands that want to work with a freelancer or consultant because the perception is less expensive and that is appealing in this type of market. Hector responds to question five saying, yep, I'm tightening the outbound and acquisition process for myself. Check my daily update thread and will soon be working on the inbound side of acquisition to capture these demands. I'm also talking with a lot of recruiting agencies and try to collab with them. And then we have Ashton Clark responding to question five saying, some of our agency's exec team has pivoted to focusing almost exclusively on sales or business development. While they do that, others are stepping in to fill those people's vacant roles, particularly in areas where responsibilities have overlapped in the past. We have Fraser Andrews responding to question five saying, anecdotally, it is to refresh the clients on goals and have actionable and attributable KPIs to be held to. It can make it a lot more difficult for clients to let you go if you're consistently hitting targets and meeting their needs. Absolutely. Make sure you're meeting the needs and you're doing what you're there to be paid for. And a side note here where Julie goes in terms of just sharing what she can do to help our community and people who might have lost their jobs. If anyone has questions about doing freelance or consulting work, my DMs are open. Been doing this for 23 years. Happy to answer questions. Yeah. Saran Ellie goes, do you know if there's a resource for agencies where it has a list of freelancers, their specialties, etc.? We occasionally get leads that just don't make sense for us and would love to pass these on to freelancers I trust. Yeah. And Julie goes, we talked about creating something like this for PPC chat at one point. I think Agvilla had something she was working on to help cover leaves of absence. So like maternity leaves. And yeah, Robert goes, yes, her company does have an offering for maternity leaves. And Aguila goes, yeah, that's correct. She goes, I asked for a list of specialties to refer to lists. I have a spreadsheet where I have people I can confidentially refer listed so I can send leads to the best potential fit based on services. Debbie responds to Julie's comments about having 23 years of experience. And Debbie goes, that's impressive. Self-employment is not for the faint of heart. Got to have the salt. I've been freelance consultant since 2008. And on that note, we come to the end of the chat today and this week. Yeah, I hope you have taken some great takeaways from that. If you're someone on a job hunt, 
let us know get involved in the community talk about what you need or just join the chat we'd love to hear your opinions about any ways that you can help those who have been laid off and if you have any questions or if you have any more contributions to this chat please join us on thursday at 5 p.m gmt 12 p.m eastern time on twitter spaces where this conversation is going to continue for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some questions about anything that has been shared please get in touch with me at the marketing annual or find me on linkedin it'll also be great for any long-standing members to leave a review or rating which would be at yeah linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup and under two weeks time we now have ppc live uk number four happening a week from thursday actually just over two weeks now by the time you'll be reading listening to this it might be only just week one week actually so yeah if you want to go on ppcliveuk.com you can get your 16 pound tickets for four speakers of the likes of azim ahmed who has the digital azim asks digital podcast as well as sophie logan who joins this conversation on a regular basis as well as the likes of maddie crawford and GTM, so that's Google Tag Manager, Yoda, Tiffany Share. So join us for that, as well as food and drinks and swag gifts and all of that, only for the price of £16. So yeah, if you can't come, tell your friends, tell your London-based friends. We'd love to have them. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. <laughs>